Hey there, beautiful mama. How are you, sister? Welcome back to the Fruitful Mama podcast. Today, sweet friend, I am talking to you about things that I did this past month that have really helped me stay present as a mom and focus and grow my business. And I am excited for this episode because I'm actually turning this episode into a series. So every month, at the end of the month, I will show up on this podcast and share with you things that I did that month that have really helped me balance motherhood and business. Because whenever I do these episodes that I talk about the two, you ladies love it. And my goal on this podcast is obviously to help you. And it's really hard for you to grow a business if... Part of you feels all this guilt over not spending time with your kids and perhaps feeling like you're not doing enough or just feeling the overwhelm of, I really have to grow this business or I want to grow this business, but I also have to raise my babies and I can't find the harmony in both. So yeah, I get it, mama. I see you, I am you, and I'm sharing these things with you and I hope that they really help you find the harmony that you are searching for so that you can do both. And let me just tell you that you can do both. It is possible and I'm going to help you because I am helping myself and through this process and actually journaling and seeing the progress that I have made, I'm able to see, okay, what's working and what can we keep doing and what can we shift and change. And the beauty about this is that if you get nothing from what I'm telling you today, if all the things that I tell you are not things that apply to you, my hope is that It'll help you shift how you see things and it'll just plant a seed of how you can do things differently and give you ideas and let your creativity flow when it comes to juggling, growing your business and raising babies. So I'm going to share, I have a list with one, two, three, four, five things that I did. So I'm going to share with you what those were. So first things first, mama, is that I became very intentional about my morning routine. And for me, that looks like going to bed early because your morning actually starts the night before. So I go to bed early so that I can wake up early and wake up before the kids. For me, that's huge because my kids wake up at 100 miles per hour and I don't. When I wake up, I'm, I literally don't know my name. I'm like, what is this? What universe is this? What's happening here? So it takes me a minute for my body and my mind and my spirit to come connected again because all three of them are like, in different places in the universe, if you know what I mean. So I definitely need to wake up before the kids so that, you know, I can come to myself and spend that me time just in pure bliss and silence. It is amazing. So I have become really intentional about that. But the days that I sleep in, I sleep in and I have no shame about it, which wasn't always easy for me in the past. If I slept in before, you know, pre all of this, I would feel so much shame and I would be kicking myself in the butt. Oh my gosh, I'm so lazy. Why didn't I wake up? Now I can't catch up. And I would sit in that place of a negativity. Now I listen to my body. And if I sleep in, it's because I needed it. But most days I am waking up at 5.15, 5.30 and I'm able to just have me time. And that has been amazing for me. Just know that if you're not there yet, or you're trying to wake up early. Just start like in 15 minute increments and you will get there. Now, I want to go into the next tip and bring it back to this tip. And the next tip for me is that I am working during my best, my best hours. My best hours are in the morning between 8 a.m. and a little bit into early afternoon, 1 p.m. 
That is when I am the brightest, just the most awake, the most energized, and the most alive, and the most creative. So I have become really intentional about making sure that I am working during those hours, and that I'm not checking my email unless it's absolutely necessary, that I'm not on social, that I'm not anywhere, but with the work that I have to do right in front of me. Now, mama, with all of that being said, if you are a night owl, don't try to wake up at 5, 15 in the morning. You know, listen to your body. You know yourself better than anybody else. I think all the gurus like to say that you have to wake up early if you're going to conquer the day and do all these things. However, people are different. I am not wired for the night. I, I can definitely pull an all-nighter if I have to, but it's not ideal for me, you know? So find your groove and what works for you and honor that. And I have to say... I think there were times in my life, seasons in my life, where I was a night owl. That's not it anymore, you know? I am, like, turning 40 in four years. But regardless, the point is, like, the season of life that I am now, I wake up early and that's just how my body works. So find what works for you and go with that and honor that. Um, the next thing that really worked for us is decluttering. Just really getting rid of all the toys that my kids don't like to play with. Like for example, recently I bought my daughter a dollhouse and I thought she was gonna love it. She doesn't even look at it, she doesn't care for it. So, you know, just getting rid of things that your kids are not playing with, that they're not loving and things that are broken, you know. Clutter is really confusing for kids. It's annoying for us. I don't know about you, but I cannot work in a cluttered space. It causes me to have anxiety and I can't focus and it's just a mess, like visual mess. It's not good for me. So I can only imagine that it's the same for kids. It's overwhelming. It's overstimulating. So decluttering toys is super helpful, not only for for them, but also for you because it's less for you to pick up after. You know, it just is what it is, sister friend. So decluttering toys and also clothes. I went through my daughter's clothes and there were things there that from when she was three and I'm like, why am I holding on to this? Like, what is the meaning of all of this? So, you know, decluttering clothes, it just felt so good and like life was light and, and good and, and easy, you know? The next thing I imagine might be a little bit triggering for some people to hear, but I'm going to say it anyway. And I hope that the takeaway for you is that you just need to find what works for you. And that is, mama, practicing self-care. Now, this has been very hard for me for the past almost seven years of my journey as a mama, just taking the time for myself to do things for me. Even if I wanted to, I felt like I couldn't, that there was no time and I came up with a bajillion excuses. But ever since being really intentional about setting time for me and doing things that help me become a better human, I mean, I know it's cliche because I know I've heard it everywhere, but it really helped me just to step up my game in the motherhood uh, side of life as well as the, as the business side of life. So here are the things that I did um, that were super helpful. So taking baths. So I know this is kind of weird to, to say, but um, I'm from Brazil, you guys, and we don't grow up with bathtubs. Like nobody has a bathtub in their home unless you're really super duper rich. So for the majority of people in Brazil, we just don't have a bathtub. So this whole idea of sitting in a bath in water and just like sitting there and soaking it was very foreign for me for a very long time. And I've been living in the US for 22 years pretty much. And it was just always super weird. But I have been doing taking baths for 
about a month and I am loving them. So some days I'll just do a bath bomb. Some other days I'll just do uh, like the, the Epsom salt and it's been super helpful. And I do them about once a week, sometimes like once every two weeks. So it's not something that I do super regularly, but it is something that I really enjoy doing that I really do try to go at least for, not at least, so like my, my thing is about once a week is, is the sweet spot for me and I've been really enjoying that. The next thing is practicing gratitude. I have been loving it. It has. I'm finally at a place where I can practice gratitude and enjoy it because for the longest time, because the way that my brain is wired, um, gratitude didn't come easy for me. So my childhood was very traumatic. Uh, I have a lot. I have complex PTSD because of my childhood, and for you know, folks like me with a traumatic, uh, traumatized brain, practicing gratitude it's really difficult. And um, I have been working on this for a very long time. And I'm finally at a place where I can just sit and stay still and just have gratitude for things and for the moment and seeing the brighter side of things. And I am really loving that because it just brings you so much joy. Like sim the simplest things really bring you so much joy. So I'm really enjoying that. And I do have a journal as well. And I try to journal every single day, but some days I don't. And I don't shame myself for that. And I think that this kindness and compassion that I'm having with myself has been really super helpful. The next thing that I am absolutely loving that I have been doing for about a month, if not a little bit over, is tapping. So if you're not familiar with EFT, just look it up. And there are a ton of videos that you can find on YouTube. Just try it out. Oh my gosh, mama, this is life-changing. And I wish that I knew this years ago because I feel like you would have shortcutted a lot of all the things that are wrong in my life, just the trauma and healing from the trauma and not holding emotions in my body and just being so intense about things. I feel like EFT would have helped me so much, but I just found out about it and it has really been a life changer for me. And this is one of the things that if you're up to it, I highly recommend that you try. I have an app that I use and it's called Tapping Solution and um, it's 99 bucks and I, it's a lifetime uh, membership that, that you buy or whatever, but I know it's pricey for an app, but it has been so helpful. Uh, but of course you can just find anything free online this day. So the point is, if you're interested, just find something that works for you and go for it. But I'm telling you right now, the tapping is amazing and pretty much the, the nutshell version is that there are these points in your body that you can, you know, just kind of like lightly tap on and it really helps you release um, anything that you're feeling. It helps you work through uh, different emotions. If you're doubting yourself, if you're overthinking, there, there's so many different things that tapping does and I am, I'm seeing really good results with tapping. Um, meditation is another thing that I have been doing religiously for um consecutively for I don't know over 30 days and it has been really helping me as well and acupuncture um, I it I started actually um, mid-December and I am seeing such huge improvement with my health I really found a, a practitioner that knows what she's talking about who incorporates um, not just the, the acupuncture itself but also foods that help you heal your uh, heal your body and it has been amazing so um Look and check your puncture too if you're, you know, a hippie like me. But yeah, I am seeing so much of a shift in my health and the energy levels and just my body feeling so 
energized because energy for me was something that I didn't have for a very long time. Like I battled uh, with like this feeling of always being tired and dragging and uh, brain fog and all this. And acupuncture has been really been helping me a lot. And then another thing that has been helping me as far as dealing with the kids and feeling uh, some sort of balance, it's just asking myself why I say no to the kids so much. So what I'm actually trying to do is say yes more within reason, right? Like I'm not just going to say yes to let's have, you know, popsicles and lollipops for dinner. That's not what I'm saying. But just I would be so very strict with the kids before. So yeah, I know you hear me on the podcast. I'm a hippie and all these things. But some things still come to me um, not very easily, actually. And even though I, I really try hard to be a respectful, kind parent and practice, you know, crunchy parenting... I still find myself just saying no to the kids just for the sake of saying no because it's my default mode. And ever since I started to pause and really listen to what my kids are saying and just getting curious about, you know, like for example, let's say they're asking me for water, my default, not to drink, like to play with. My default response would be, no, we're going to make a mess. Now I'm like, okay, what do you need water for? Okay. Oh, it's to do XYZ. Oh, okay. So then we're going to do XYZ right here in the spot, you know? So finding that, um, that common ground where everybody's happy and they gather water and I don't have to really deal with a mess because they're playing outside, whatever. So you know, I'm just really trying to be super mindful about hearing my kids and not saying no to them, like not to be so quick to say no to them. Um, And it doesn't mean that I say yes to everything. I'm not a a yes parent. You know, I I know that there are some parents who do not say no to the kids. I'm not one of them, obviously, but uh, I'm not trying to become a parent that just says yes to everything. But I am trying to become a person who uh, I want to look at my kids and just see life through their lens, you know, and I can only imagine that if somebody was saying no to me all the time, how frustrating that would be. And that would cause me to rebel, right? And I think if we just take the time to really understand our kids and to see their perspective, because at the end of the day, it's just different lens, you know, they're seeing the world in a different lens than we are. And if we can just try to see what they're seeing and their ideas and encourage them, that can be super helpful. And those are the things, mama, that have been really been helping me um, as a homeschooling mama of two kids running multiple businesses. Um, doing these things have really been helping me feel like I, I can do both and manage them and not feel any sort of guilt that I'm like working too much or I'm not working enough or my kids are always going to remember me working and I'll spending time with them and like all this negative self-talk that plays on repeat inside of my head. So these are the things that I did. And like I said, this doesn't mean that you need to run and try all of this or I don't know. Like the point is, is that I am just trying to enlighten you for you to see that there is another way, that there is hope, that there is a way that we can grow successful businesses, make money from home, have an impact and raise kids that are present, that are empathetic, that have a sense of purpose, that are happy, that are healthy, you know, and it's doable, mama. So if you're at a place right now where you're just feeling super overwhelmed, like you can't do both, like something has to give and what has to give is your dreams, I'm here to tell you that it doesn't have to be that way. We just have to get curious and try things out. And one of the biggest things that I learned in 2021 was to tell myself this is happening for me 
and how can I make this work next time? So let's say I tried something and that something didn't work. Old me would have said in, I knew it wasn't gonna work, I'm so silly for trying this, but you know, in also nice words, and I would just be a victim about it. Now what I do is that I just tell myself, this works for me, this worked for me, and there's a lesson to be learned, and what is the lesson to be learned, and what can I do better next time? So again, just change the perspective and asking yourself, how can I make this work for me? So if you are trying to find the harmony and the balance of growing a business and raising babies, just ask yourself, how can I make this work? And then you may not have an idea come up right away, but just have some white space in your life so that an idea does come to you and then you can act on it. And that idea may not work, but then we stay open to the next idea. Because I'll tell you what, there's no plan that works 100% of the time for everybody. Like we all have to change. We all have different seasons, especially for kids. They're always changing. Kids go through seasons like super fast, you know, and we just have to stay flexible and open to the possibilities. Mama, I just want to encourage you and tell you that I see you, that I hear you. And if you ever want to chat with me, I am here. Like you can literally message me on Instagram and I'll message you back. And I'm here for you. I know what you're going through, Mama, because I'm going through the same thing and I'm, I have the same goals as you do. Mama, remember, you're more than capable. You're strong. You can do hard things. And until next time, may you be wrapped in peace, love and kindness, and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Hey, Mama, I really, really hope that this episode has blessed you in some way. And if you did, would you please be so kind as to leave me a review on Apple? Your review is literally the number one way that you can thank me for all the work, for all the love that I put into these episodes. Also, if you loved listening to today's episode, I can guarantee you that you're gonna love working with me. So head over to my website, julianabarbati.com to see all the ways that I can help you. And I can't wait to talk to you soon. Bye.